Cornerstone First. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And if you'd like to dial in, 855-767-3123 is the phone number to call. And we are lucky again once to have our lovely Dina Arnett, Dinaology, in the house with us again today. Hello, Dina. Good morning. Sure good to see you there. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You're a little bit in the dis- you're a little bit in the distant today, but it's not so bad. We've got we've got a couple of technical things going on here this morning, but we can indeed hear you. So that's the important part. Feels a feels a little bit like a Monday right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, I haven't seen you in a bit. Um, good to see you. Good to be here. Larry is actually out this weekend at his daughter's college graduation. So mega congrats to the Rosenthal family, and I'm happy to fill in while they go celebrate. Well, that's a good thing. Good what, are we, what are we talking about today? Oh, we've got all kinds of stuff to talk about today. The markets continue their wild ride. Um, the Dow and the S&P both posted losses for the week. The, the NASDAQ, which is tech-heavy, um, posted a, a positive return for the week. Um, the Dow was down about half a percent. The S&P down... Thirds uh, and the tech heavy NASDAQ is up four and a half. I remember many, many shows where the NASDAQ was the leader, the tech was taking off and making the biggest returns, and that's just simply not the case this year. Um, I, I'm not worried about that. I think that uh, I think tech and growth stocks are just struggling to find a direction right now because of the threat of inflation. Um, the threat of inflation hits growth stock returns because the growth stocks take a longer time to realize profits on new products and things like that. And so if I'm buying a growth stock or a tech stock in anticipation of earnings three years from now, and I expect inflation three years from now to be higher than it is today, that means that the return on that growth stock won't be as valuable Mm -hmm. because inflation will take a bite out of that. So investors right now, by and large, are taking a bit of a breather from technology and growth stock. They're still making money. They're just not the big headline money makers right now. I do think that will turn around once we understand inflation and how inflation is going to uh, weave its way back into our economy. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I don't. 
No, I was just going to say it's interesting because a lot of us are kind of hanging out of those tech stocks. You know, it's like, are we still okay? Are we still okay? You know? Yep. Yep. I, I have not offloaded any of my tech stocks. I still like them. I still think long-term they're good. Uh, I, I think they're good bets. Um, there will be times when other things will do better than our lovely little tech stocks. And this is one such time. It doesn't mean tech stocks are bad. Good to know. Good to know. Excellent. And for what it's worth, I think the the hype over the inflation right now, I think that hype is a little premature. I think it's a little overblown. Um, we are currently reflating back to the levels of growth that we had before the COVID pandemic. So when we got that inflation reading last month, that was, it was either 4.6 or 4.9%. That was a 12-month number, okay? That was comparing to what inflation was last April. Well, last April, we were in a, a countrywide shutdown, actually a, a global shutdown, trying to, to stem the, the spread of the COVID virus. We had probably negative inflation at that point. We were probably in a deflationary environment. So to think that a 12-month number from that point would be noticeably higher than we've experienced, that's not far-fetched. It's the same as with market returns over the same time span. If you look at your returns from April 30th until today, if you're an equity investor, that rate of return number is high, mm -hmm. probably 30 40 50%. Wow because the market was really, really low at that point, and we had a major bounce. I think the same thing's going on with inflation. Yeah, it makes sense to me. 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123 is a telephone number to call to talk to Dinaology in the house here this weekend for uh, Larry Rosenthal, who has the weekend off. Uh, you're welcome to call with any of the questions that you have um, and anything that you'd like to talk about today. What else are we going to talk about here today, Dean? I'm excited about having you on the show, so. Thank you. Thank you. It's always nice to be here. I'm, I'm going to do kind of a, a hodgepodge of different things today. I've had a lot of questions this week about Roth conversions. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. And I am going to do some very basic stuff today. I'm going to tell you where to find information. People ask questions about Medicare and Social Security and the markets and the economy. I'm going to tell you where to find some of that stuff. Cool. We'll do that right on the other side of this break. Let's take a quick one. 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. More with the Larry Rosenthal Show and Dinaology in the house in just a minute. sense live with larry rosenthal phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 rose 123 that's 855-767-3123 more making money sense in a moment
are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense, with Larry Rosenthal normally, but this weekend we're lucky and, expre- and privileged, I guess is a better word to say, that uh, Deanology is in the house with us, so it's uh, wonderful to have you here, Dina, and wonderful to be talking about some important things with regards to the markets and what's happening. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a rocky rocky road uh, for the last year and a half, and I'm, I'm still riding this roller coaster. When are, when are we going to finally get a nice, peaceful countryside ride? Or is that going to happen? I've still got you muted there. Uh, it sounds like Dina. Yeah, if we could uh, get you unmuted there, that would be great. Let's see if I can find the button to unmute you too. Maybe I can do it. Dina is muted. Dina is muted. I, I can't stand it when I can't hear you speak. Looking for your little unmute, your little microphone. I think it's probably the little red button on the thing in front of you. Is there a red button there? Uh, no, on the the, the 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 microphone in front of you. There's a no red buttons. Um, I don't understand why you're muted now. Uh, <laughs> okay, there's no way to unmute you. We're having a little trouble unmuting Dina today. This is kind of important because she's the important person who's talking and talking about all the various different technology. We'll we'll take another quick break here, and hopefully we'll be back with Dina on the other side, being able to speak to us because. Because that is important. We will be right back. money lump sum deposits buy and hold market timing how about dollar cost averaging put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval whether it's monthly quarterly annually whatever it may be 
This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. I think we figured it out, Nina. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Oh, that sounds like a commercial. <laughs> Heard that before. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, goodness. Told you, I, I probably doomed us saying it felt like Monday. Did you see my little note I, that I, I wrote you? I did. I saw it, it there on uh, LarryRosenthal.tv when you held, held it up to the camera here this morning. <laughs> Well, you know, we'd, normally you've got a microphone in front of you and a few other things, but we, we did it via Zoom today because that was the only other option, and it sounds okay. We're doing all right here, so we're moving forward. It is what it so is. here we go. Yep. Go Back on. to the program. Back to the program. Yes. So, I, Chris, I've had just a ton of qu questions about market volatility, and before our little technological glitch there, you were asking me, when is this wild ride going to stop? That's right. When are we going to have a smoother ride? I've got news for you, my friend. This ride doesn't get any smoother. Oh, bummer. Well, then I wish it was like one of the really, really scary fun rides that, uh, you know, where I would really enjoy it. Uh, but I'm not really having well, fun. You know, <laughs> maybe I'm just a glutton for punishment or maybe a little twisted, but I think it is fun. Okay. I think it's fun like this, but let me say this to you, and I say this to all of my clients. If you're going to be an equity investor, a stock investor, you sign up for the ride. Yeah, that's true. You do. Okay. You sign up for this little roller coaster up and down thing that the market gives us, and you sign up for the tough times as well as the good times. Hmm. And thus far, the good times outweigh the bad ones. This comes down to risk, doesn't it? And what your risk tolerance is all the way across the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. Risk tolerance is a very real thing. Larry calls it your sleep factor. How nervous are you? Are you obsessing about your investments all day, every day? If you are, you need to get, get a risk check. Get a risk checkup on the portfolio. So many times I see clients who will buy ABC growth fund, XYZ growth fund, QRS growth fund, and they'll say, well, I'm diversified. <laughs> and then we get, and then we dig under the hood of those growth funds and we find out they're all invested in the same thing. These three different fund managers, probably from three different fund families, they are buying all the same stuff. Each of those three funds has Apple, it has Amazon, it has Netflix, it has Google. So to be appropriately diversified means you have purposely thought about the pie chart. Mm -hmm. Remember all those online tools that you can use and it'll spit out a pie chart and one wedge is large cap growth, one is large cap value, one is foreign, one is bonds. There's 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 a, a rationale behind all of that. And the rationale behind diversification is that some things will zig while other things are zagging. 
but over time, your average rate of return should be positive and the ride that you experience, the roller coaster ride of the whole thing should be smoother. Mm -hmm. But a big part of, of smoothing out that ride is not only the different wedges of that pie chart, but it's getting under the hood of those different funds. You may use ETFs, you may use mutual funds, you may use closed ended funds, unit investment trusts, you may use individual stocks. But the big thing is to understand what is inside each of, excuse me, each of them. What are the risk and reward metrics of each of those investments? And if we're gonna pick a benchmark to, to compare against, we most often use the S&P 500 because that's our broad index here in the United States. So if we're benchmarking our investments to the S&P 500, I want to know two things right off the bat. I want to know, is my investment riskier than the S&P 500? And if it is, is it giving me a better return? I see portfolios all the time, Chris. I come in, I do this analysis for them. And, and the chart that I use puts little dots all around the S&P where the individual investments plot for risk and return. And so often I'll see portfolios that have, if, if the S&P smack in the middle, I will see dots to the right and below the S&P. And that placement relative to the S&P tells me that those holdings take more risk than the market and they get less return. That's a, that in, in an up market, nobody notices, yeah. okay? Because a rising tide raises all boats. But in a falling or very volatile market, if you've got holdings that are taking more risk and getting less return, the potential for you to have a greater downside than the S&P, that potential is quite large. So the, the risk tolerance idea, it's, it's a very solid one to help with that sleep factor, but you have to add something else to it. You have to understand the in individual investments and where, where they land on the risk and reward spectrum. How much of that is also related to uh, what's coming across those different sectors as well? I mean, you can be invested well, in different sectors. Fair question, fair question. So I may get a portfolio that has some of those holdings in it, and, and I look at it and it's a sector that up to this point has not performed well relative to the S&P, but we may be adding it to a portfolio because we see some potential in the coming months and years. That's fine. That's fine. I have I have left purposely left some pieces like that in portfolios over the years because past performance isn't always an indicator of future results. But if I'm doing a risk tolerance check for somebody, I'm definitely going to point out, hey, historically this holding has had more risk, more volatility, and less returns than the market. Let's discuss the future potential for that holding before we decide if we're going to keep it or not. Speaking of future, a lot of this has to do with time horizon too, right? It was, when are you going to need that money back? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't want to start to something risky when you're, say, two years away from retirement that you, you might take away your nest egg, you know? 
Well, and here's the thing. If you are two years from retirement, if you're two months from retirement, you're not going to take all of your money out of the market the day you retire. That's true. That money has got to last you the rest of your life. So I, what I do is segment the portfolios. I will have a segment that is for current income. And if the market's super duper volatile, I will have maybe as much as two or three years worth of cash and cash-like investments to provide that monthly paycheck while we ride out volatility. And if I, if I do it that way, I'm, I'm avoiding having to sell investments at a potentially bad time. Mm-hmm. You know, think back to 2008. There were plenty of people who made the decision to retire before the recession hit. And then the recession hit and their portfolios took a nosedive. If those retirees had a couple of years worth of cash, they were able to ride that out. Yeah, They didn't have to sell any of their mutual funds or their stocks or anything else when the values were, were so depressed because they had planned ahead for something like that to happen. Two so years seems like a lot of cash to be on hand, though, doesn't when, it? When we're planning for retirement, we've got to take a look at that. What's the, what's the ability of, of your portfolio to weather a downturn? And how are we going to make sure that you don't have to sell at a bad time? Yeah. And that, that's how much cash you've got, how much you can handle with your, 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 your cash flow from day to day, what your expenses are. You might have to kind of trim your budget back a little bit. And how important is budget in all this planning and how much your monthly expenses are going to be? I think it's critical. If, if you can't, if you can't define how much money you need to live on in retirement, I have no way of determining whether you have enough money to retire. Yeah. We've got to understand what that number is. And, and sometimes, sometimes it's a question of what is the current trajectory. So if you can't tell me what your budget is, I can still do the financial plan and I can come at it from a different direction. So, Chris, if you were my client, I'd say, okay, Chris, since you weren't able to give me a budget, I can tell you that your current trajectory will provide $4,000 a month in retirement. Hmm. Can you live on $4,000 a month? Yeah, then it's a budget exercise at that point. You've got to see where you are and what your monthly expenses and such are. And if you're not careful, that trajectory, do you remember Apollo 13? Did you ever watch that movie? It was a great movie. You know, long time ago. Yeah, well, the, one of the things they said was they were just, you know, doing all these calculations, and all of a sudden, oops, we just lost the moon. You know, I mean, it's just like, oops, <laughs> it does, it doesn't take, it doesn't take much. You know, just a little bit of a clip, and I guess that's the same way with financial planning. You can really kind of get off a little bit and miss by a long shot, or you can kind of really plan carefully and be right on target. Well, in in one thing that I want to make sure our listeners know, it is never too late to start financial planning, even if you think you have messed up everything, everything's fixable. I like that. That, that's, that gives hope for just about anybody where you everybody, are. I believe, and the reason I'm in this job, the reason I chose this career back when I really didn't even know what this career meant, mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason I've stayed with it is because I believe that everyone deserves good financial planning. Whether you've got a million dollars, whether you've got a thousand dollars, everybody deserves good financial planning. Everybody deserves to have a roadmap for financial success, whatever that looks like. 
a lot of that, though, is if we've got a million, you got a hundred is a lifestyle thing, right? I mean, it's nice to have that million side to have a little better lifestyle than the hundred dollar side. But You know, I have had over the years some clients that truly amazed me. I had one client who worked a, a very blue collar job. His wife homeschooled their kids. He didn't make a ton of money. And the portfolio that he came to me with was astounding. Wow. They had, they had budgeted so well um, and, and did it in such a way that, that the mom could stay home, homeschool their kids, he could work, and they still managed to save money. They figured it out. And in the so, end, their lifestyle was probably pretty good when they were ready to retire versus what it could have been if they had to, you know, put off that extra cup of coffee or that extra, you know, because it, it, it does add up just the small things over time, don't they? The small things do add up over time. And if, if you, you, you can't afford in this day and age, you can't afford to not plan. Mm-hmm. You, you can't afford to. The, the days when you could go work for XYZ company for your entire career. Pension, you know, yeah. You have a pension yeah. at the end. That's going away. Well, pensions have gone away a while ago, right? There's not many in the Well, there lines. are some. I, I still run across pensions. If you work for the federal government, you've got a pension. If you work for the state and local governments, you've got a pension. Mm. But if you work for one of the big companies, you know, one of the Fortune 500 companies, chances are they do not have a pension. They'll have a 401k plan with some sort of matching contribution, and that's it. Wow. Your your retirement is 100% on you. Mm-hmm. Social security is not enough to meet budget most places. Yeah, no, social security is, is, is something that's, uh, it's kind of a nice little safety blanket out there, but you know, you don't always plan on everything coming from that, right? No, um, it's, it's very difficult to retire just on social security. Very difficult. It's not enough. So I will tell you, as I have told people for years and years and years, saving something is better than nothing. Even $25 a month will add up. Amen. If you've got a 401k plan at your job and you're not using it, start using it. Chances are there's a matching contribution that your employer will give. You're, you're letting go of free money if you're not in the plan. Amen. Well, let's take a quick break and see if we can get some folks who are getting in on the phones here who have some questions. If you've been listening to the program and uh, something has been triggered in your mind about your portfolio or any questions that you have about budgeting, about your retirement, then please give us a call, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. More with Dinaology after the break. One second. Here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401k plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives.
You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. <laughs> you are listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. It was not product placement. It really was. And if you're watching on LarryRosenthal.tv and there was this giant big gulp that showed up on the screen in front of Dina, that was... <laughs> I like big gulps too. That is what they call them, isn't it? Still called big gulps. Um, I don't know. See, I I don't drink coffee. Okay. But in in the morning, if I need a little bit of a boost, I will go to my neighborhood Seven Eleven and I'll get a Coke Icy. They're wonderful. My favorite drink on the planet. And yes, I had to get one this morning. Well, you. Late and needed a boost, so I've got my sugar and my caffeine all in a nice frozen drink. Well, that <laughs> all in one, that's great. That's what do they call that in financial planning? Diversification and an all in one plan. There you go, ready to go. Well, okay, that didn't work very good. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you'd like to dial in and talk to uh, to uh, Dina Ology, who's in the house, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Go ahead, Dina. So I've gotten a lot of questions in the past couple of weeks about Roth conversion. People are concerned that taxes are going to go up, and they want to make sure that they are well-positioned to to weather that particular storm in their retirement years. And one of the ways to do that, one of the ways to make sure that your money lasts is to minimize the tax hit. That's that's fewer dollars coming out of your pocket. Well, the government's not going to give you something for nothing, right? There's always going to be a tax somewhere, somehow. So how do you minimize that? Well, you can take pre-tax dollars, um, IRA dollars, 401k dollars, you can pay the taxes on those dollars today and turn that pre-tax money into Roth. And that's what I'm talking about when I say Roth conversion. I've, I, there's, there's a lot of talk about taxes going up. I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are getting these, these alarmist emails. Uh, Biden's going to take your 401k plan. Biden's going to tax the daylights out of your 401k plan. All this gloom and doom and scary stuff. So one of the ways to protect yourself against rising tax rates is to prepay the taxes. Hmm. When, you, when you take your traditional IRA and you convert those dollars to Roth, you are prepaying the taxes. That money and the earnings on that money will never again be taxed. That's well, cool. What if they change the rules? You know, what if Congress decides they're not going to give us tax-free Roth IRAs anymore? Well, I suppose they could do that. But the picture I have in my mind is something sort of like the, the scene from Young Frankenstein when the villagers found out that Dr. Frankenstein had created the monster. Remember that scene? Here comes they, the broomsticks. <laughs> I remember that scene. They're, they're there with pitchforks. <laughs> they're there with whatever, with right? And <laughs> so you know, yeah, Congress could do that. I wonder if what that would look, that, that would that look would like career-enhancing move for any of them. Yeah, unfortunately. 
All right, well, let's talk to Sandra, who's in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, you have a question for Dina here today, uh, Sandra. Welcome aboard. Hi, Sandra. Good morning. Good morning. Just wanted to find out about long-term care insurance. I'm 56, my husband's 61, and we would not want to burden our only daughter. And what are your thoughts about buying a policy like that at our age? Good question. Well, uh, how healthy are you? Very healthy. Both, both of, of you are very healthy? We both are actively working, loving what we do, uh, very vibrant uh, social life. So we're feeling good, but, you know, life happens, and we don't know what tomorrow will bring. That's exactly right. Um, the reason I ask how healthy you are is because that has a direct bearing on any policy that you would ever get. So getting the policy while you're healthy is a must. Now, there are a couple of different types of long-term care insurance. So you would want to evaluate which best fits your family. You can get the traditional type of long-term care insurance, which provides a daily benefit amount if you should need it. Um, most of these policies will provide facility care and home care. And then there are the hybrid policies, which are life insurance policies with a long-term care endorsement on them. So those policies answer the question of, well, you know, what if I buy a long-term care policy and I never use it? That money is gone, I've wasted my money. Wasted in quotes, because I don't think long-term care insurance is a waste. Um, the, the life insurance policy, the hybrid policy answers that question because it'll pay a benefit one way or the other. It will pay a benefit if you need nursing home care, it will pay a benefit if you die. So those are the two kinds to, and, and I hope I, I hope I've made it clear. I do think having long-term care insurance is appropriate um, in a lot of cases. If you have an estate that you want to protect for your daughter, if you want to make sure that your daughter has the means to take care of you if you need her to, I think both of those instances say yes, get long-term care insurance. But Wonderful. what I would also say so is run, have somebody run a financial plan for you and do what's called a gap analysis. Do the analysis to find out how much long-term care insurance you might need. Don't want you overbuying it. Don't want you underbuying it. We want the Goldilocks just right. <laughs> Goldilocks. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This show has been a blessing. I was turning my dial and I ran into it, so I call this divine appointment. So praise be his name. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, if you'd like, I'm happy to talk with you offline about this and, and get into more detail with you. But I appreciate the question. It's a good one. Yeah, hang in there, Sandra. I'll tell you what, we'll put you on hold and Bob will get some more information about uh, what you need to talk to uh, Dina about and set something up for you. How does that sound? I love that idea. Thank you. Okay. All right, we'll be back here in just a moment with you. 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Akeem's on the phone with us. Welcome, Akeem. What's your question for Dina? Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Good um, so I just want to ask a question about maxing out your 401k. So I have two jobs. One, they do match, which is 3.5, I think so. Then the other one, they do not match at all. So I, ha um, I had it on the program that they say that 
it doesn't make any sense for you to max out your 401k because when you retire, you will be in the million dollar bracket and they will be taxing you. Can I get your insight about that, please? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I agree, put your money in the 401k plan that has the match first. But if you've got two 401k plans that are available to you, I would want to evaluate the investment offerings in each of them before determining which one to max out. You definitely want to get your matching contribution and you definitely want to max out. You want to save as much money in that 401k plan as you possibly can, because I'll tell you what, when you retire, you will never be sad that you have more money than you need. Now, the only way, if, let's say hypothetically you had a million dollars in your 401k plan when you retired. That's a very good problem to have, first of all. But secondly, you're not going to be taxed on a million dollars immediately unless you pull out a million dollars. Your taxes, it, your tax will be determined by how much of that 401k balance you draw out to live on. It's taxed as you use it. Makes sense? Yes, it does make sense. Thank you very much. Now, another way around the taxation, if either of your employers offer a Roth 401k plan, you can max that out without any worry of future taxation because that money will come out to you entirely tax-free. Even if the balance was a million dollars and you drew out the whole million dollars at one time. Hmm. So I guess he could also have his own as well outside of the plan if he needed to supplement a little bit there and kind of have a little bit more control if that was, I mean, it's better to get all that money you can from your employer, right? I mean, that's really, especially the matching, get everything that you can and then build it that way. But if, uh, if for some reason you're kind of limited, I guess you could go out and do some of your own as well on the top of that. Well, and, and, and the big thing, and I don't want to gloss over this, if you've got two 401k plans, Let's evaluate the investments in both of them because I would want you putting the majority of your 401k savings in the plan that has got the best investment lineup. Sounds like you need to put your plans under a microscope a little bit there, Akeem, and figure things out. So I think what we'll do is, uh, with your permission, we'll put you on hold. Bob will get some information, and we'll get you uh, into the office, and people can kind of look at it a little bit closer. How does that sound? That makes sense, sir. All right, Keem, hang in there. We appreciate your phone call here today. 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Let's take a quick break. Then we'll be back with more of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense, in just a minute. There are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to the... 
thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Delivering sound financial advice you can depend on. You found the Larry Rosenthal Show. Well, we sure Call now with your questions, 855-767-3123, or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Sorry about that, Bob. Walked all over the end of him there a little bit. 855-767-3123. I, I don't like stepping on Bob. He's such a wonderful, nice fella. And, you know, anyway. Back to more of the Larry Rosenthal Show with Dina in the house. What's going on, Dina? Well, we were talking about Roth conversions, so I want to I want to give some detail on that um, while we've still got got a few more minutes here. So people are asking me, how do I do this Roth conversion? What are the pitfalls? What are the rules? So I want to make sure that that we all are are sort of singing from the same sheet of music on Roth conversion because if done appropriately, it can be a great great thing. So Roth conversion, to recap, is where you take pre-tax dollars, you pay the taxes on them today, and you turn that pre-tax IRA or 401k balance into a Roth, which means you have prepaid the taxes on that bucket of money. The future earnings on that bucket of money will come out to you tax-free. So how do we get from pre-tax to Roth? Most 401k plans that I'm seeing do not have what are called in-plan conversions. So if your only retirement money is your 401k plan, ask the plan administrator, whatever company is holding the plan. It might be Vanguard. It might be Fidelity, something like that. Ask the plan administrator, do you offer in-plan conversions? If they say no, Ask if they offer in-service distributions, meaning can you take money out of your 401k and put it somewhere else while you're still working there? A lot of companies do offer that. Um, sometimes they limit how much you can take out while you're still working there. But what you could do is take that chunk of money, maybe it's 25%, maybe it's 50%, maybe it's 10 Okay, but you take that money, you transfer it out of the 401k into a traditional IRA. That is a non-taxable move. Even if you're under 59 and a half, there's no penalty for that. So we take that money, we move it to a traditional IRA. Then we sign a form saying, I want to convert this money to Roth. They take the traditional label off of it. They stamp it with the Roth label. And now you owe taxes on that money mm, okay okay that money needs to sit there for five years okay so don't convert money that you're going to need in the next five years because you'll undo what you've just tried to accomplish i strongly recommend if you do a roth conversion you pay the taxes on that converted amount out of pocket do not have the taxes withheld from the conversion. Let's think about this for a minute. If I take $10,000 from my traditional IRA, I turn it into Roth. If I'm in the 24% federal income tax bracket, I'm going to owe 
$2,400 of federal taxes on that conversion. If I took that out of the conversion amount, I haven't converted $10,000. I have converted $10,000 minus $2,400. So now my $10,000 is now $7,600. Don't like that so much. So thing number one, if you're going to do a conversion, make sure it's money you don't need in the next five years. Thing number two, pay the taxes out of pocket. Don't convert such a large amount that you can't afford to do that. The five-year rule is applicable to every conversion. So if I do a conversion in 2021, I've got a five-year holding period on that bucket of money. If I do another conversion in 2022, that conversion has its own five-year timeline. And every subsequent con conversion will have its own five-year timeline. That's just a timeline from what, withdrawal? That's just a, Correct. yeah, so you, yeah, you've got that, that five years you have to wait. Uh, interesting. And, and, and let's think about that for a minute. You know, hey, I'm going to convert to Roth. Why do I have to leave it sit for five years? Well, why wouldn't you? You just paid the taxes, to use my, my previous example, I've just paid taxes to convert $10,000. Mm -hmm. I want that $10,000 to grow and have oodles and oodles of earnings if I withdraw it immediately, I forego that. I've really not done anything good for myself. What's the penalty on something like that if you withdraw out of that? Is just the regular income tax rate, or is there a lot worse than that? This is the regular income tax rate unless you are younger than 59 and a half years old, in which case they tack on that 10% penalty. Yeah, okay. All right. Makes sense to me. So don't want to have to deal with that. No, I mean, that's, it's, it's good when you're making 10% on your money. It's really bad when you're losing 10% on your money. 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Deanology in the house if you'd like to ask any questions at all about your portfolio or anything that we're discussing here today. The other thing to be very, very mindful of with Roth conversion I, I normally will not do a conversion for a client until we have confirmed that the amount we're converting will not bump them into the next tax bracket. Mm. If you're in the 24% federal income tax bracket, the next bracket up is 32%. If I do bad math, or if you do bad math. I always do bad yourself, math, Dina. I always do bad <laughs> I, I always do bad math. I, mean, you know, I wish I was a bad mathematician. You got me. I won't let you do bad math. <laughs> okay, that's right. That's why I got you. All right. Um, but let's think about this. In, in my $10,000 example, if that $10,000 bumped me into the 32% federal income tax bracket, now I owe $3,200 in taxes on that conversion, not $2,400. Mm. That's a big difference. And... If I can make this just a little more complicated. Okay, my eyes um, are glossing. Go, go ahead. <laughs> you know, um, it's what I do. <laughs> if, if you do a Roth conversion two years before you start taking your Medicare Part B, you can convert an amount that pushes you into the next income bracket for purposes of Medicare costs. So now we've got to think about not bumping you into the next tax bracket. But if you're of Medicare age, I've also got to make sure that I don't bump you into the next cost bracket for your Medicare Part B premiums. If I, if I do bad math, 
I can not only cost you more tax dollars, but I can also cost you higher Medicare premiums. Wow. So before you go out and, and do Roth conversions, have a professional look at your tax return. If you are of Medicare age, that is especially important. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you with regards to if you ha- are at an employer and you leave that employer and go to another one and you've got 401k money at the original first employer, when you go over to that other employer and you roll that out, can you roll it right into a Roth or do you have to put it there and let it sit for a little while or what do you got to do? So right now there is no rolling pre-tax money directly into Roth. The conversion has to happen. Okay, we've got to first roll that old 401k into a traditional IRA and then do the conversion. The only caveat is if the old plan offers in-plan conversions, you can convert right there in the 401k plan. Better to do that before you roll it out is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if they don't offer that you'll have to roll the old 401k into a traditional IRA, then make the conversion. But with the, that in-plan in dispersion, or did, when you get that money out from in-plan, that goes, uh, where does that money end up? Just in your own, whatever plan you've come up with, right? Whatever Roth you do outside of the old employer. Gotcha. It, yes. You can set up a traditional IRA just about anywhere. Gotcha. And, and any of these custodians, can do a Roth conversion for you. And what I find, quite frankly, is that having the money somewhere other than in the 401k plan, it gives you so many other investment options. The The entire investment universe is literally wide open once the money comes out of the 401k plan. Just make sure, if you're going to do that, that you do what's called a custodian to custodian transfer. Gotcha. If, If you take the check in your hand, if you have the check made payable to you, there's a mandatory 20% tax withholding, and you've got 60 days to get it back into an IRA. You can avoid all of that and make a much smoother transition if you just do the custodian to custodian transfer. But if you did an oops, you still got 60 days if you just decide to to make make that up. So. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. About uh, four minutes or so left in our program. We appreciate you calling in with any questions that you have. We appreciate those callers that have called so far. 855-767-3123 and 855-ROSE-123. Real quick, and, and I wish I wish we had time for me to go into more detail on this, but from time to time, clients will ask me, well, where can I get information on this thing or that thing? So I want to tell our, our listeners about a couple of websites where they can go to get information. Um, First thing is where can you go to get a social security estimate, a current one, because they don't mail them out anymore. You go to ssa.gov, ssa.gov. It stands for Social Security Administration. I wondered why I wasn't getting that. I didn't know that they stopped doing it. It's like, what is that? I, I I think they will mail a copy to your address if you're approaching retirement age, okay. but if you're younger than 65 years old, I think you have to go on the website and get it. So if you've never gone on the Social Security website, you have to sign up, you have to register. And there's a button, you scroll down about halfway on the page and there's a My Social Security link. You click that. And if you've never set up a username and password, it'll walk you through 
how to set everything up. The one caution I have on this, they're going to ask you some very, very obscure identifying questions. <laughs> um, for example, you had a mortgage in 1982. It was with one of these five banks. Which was it? <laughs> it's, it's scary that the government knows so much about you. If they ask you a question like, what was your boyfriend's name in 19... <laughs> they might know. I don't know. think they're going to ask anything quite that personal, but they are going to ask things that only you would know. Yeah. If you if you mess up too many times, and I think they give you three shots, they will lock you out, and they will and will have to engage them by mail. They're looking at things that are on your credit report or basically in your credit background. That's how they find this information yes. out. I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But once you once you're registered online with Social Security, you can go in and download a PDF of your Social Security statement anytime you want. And that's a very, very good thing to do around tax time to make sure the previous year's income was reported correctly. You'd, you'd be amazed how many mistakes are on some of these Social Security statements. A number of years ago, I actually found a really big mistake on my own. Really? Yep. So you're looking at this, you're looking at this pretty regularly, your, your Social Security statement. Yeah, I, I do. I, I just want to make sure the information that's on there is accurate. Um, they misreported my income by a lot one year. So you get there is some some amount of some money that it does matter. I mean, you can max out on how much Social Security you're going to get, but it does matter how much you made during your lifetime, correct? It does. It does. They're going to look at thirty years worth of earnings. So and that of that thirty sure years, what do they do? They just aggregate it across those thirty years, or how does that work? There's a formula that they used, and every single year matters to, to the degree that if there are zeros in there, um, hopefully on the front end, not the back end, um, some people opt to work a little bit longer so mm. that those zeros can drop off. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Well, in the closing moments that we have, let's uh, wrap up with a, sort of a summary of what we've talked about here today. Um, one, one last website real quickly. People always have questions about Medicare. It is medicare.gov. You can find everything about all the various plans. You can find out all about the costs. Everything you want to know about Medicare is on that website. To recap, the market is volatile. If you're going to be an equity investor, be ready for the ride. Gotcha. If you want to prepay taxes so that you can avoid higher taxes in retirement. Talk to your financial advisor about Roth conversion. There's a whole lot of considerations. Um, making sure you don't jump tax brackets is one. Making sure you pay the, the taxes on the converted amount out of pocket is another. If you don't have a financial advisor, get dried out a little bit there by the music unfortunately the way we're doing it here today makes that happen so sir appreciate you uh, today being with us dina and uh, enjoy the our conversation i hope that you'll have give us a call during the week at 855-767-3123 855-ROSE-123 to talk to dinaology in the house in the actual working house uh, where she'll be working this this next week so 855-767-3123 is the telephone number to call appreciate you guys listening have a great week we'll talk to you again next time on another edition of the larry rosenthal show